Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, how you doing? Jack is out today. He has the Wuhan bat fever, maybe? Not sure. Uh, Funky symptoms. Negative test, but... uh, who knows? Test practically useless. Read a great editorial about how to deal going forward with the bat fever, the uh, latest variation, AB5 or BA5 or something. Who can keep track? Uh, just terrific, uh, terrific framing of the entire topic. I want to share with you in a bit. Quick personal aside before we get into the bulk of uh, this segment. Uh, so, I, Joe Getty. Hi, how are you? Good to meet you. Um, I... I got a degree in political science, um, and my minor, we didn't call it a minor where I went to school, but it's essentially, it's like a, they had almost another major, it was in economics. And some of it was really good uh, and, and interesting and useful, um, but a hell of a lot of it was formulas, the length of my arm, describing, you know, attempting to predict various, you know, aspects of economics. The, the desperate need of economists being to make economics a science, a hard science. And uh, how do you prove you're a hard science? With long formulas, certainly. Um, it's like some of the just nonsense majors going on right now are just desperate to convince you they're a science. So they publish these so-called scientific papers that were so expertly mocked 
hilariously by Lindsay and Pluckrose and Bogosian, um, which we talked about a lot at the time. But anyway, uh, what I wish it had been more of is just practical, practical, practical economics. How money works. How businesses work. Uh, you know, much more. T- t- here, here's the economics of an individual business. Let's look at their their cash flows and their taxes and their regulations. Blah blah. How did that affect that? All right, great. Now let's look at families. Now look, let's look at countries and just, just practical, 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 as opposed to the technical stuff. Having said that, one thing we kind of like to do around here, if we can, is make economic news, business news, a little more uh, understandable to you all, if we can. Um, and the Wall Street Journal, uh, we both subscribe to it. And I'm not a high finance guy. I don't know what the hell they're talking about about half the time. Um, but it's, A, great news coverage. And, B, it does get you a little closer to understanding what's happening economically so you don't feel quite so, you know, buffeted by the currents. Um, so I encourage you to subscribe or, you know, check it out when you can. They're pretty paywally, but it's really good. Anyway, they did a, a video feature, and we grabbed the audio of it uh, that I think does a really good job of explaining why the 2022 recession, which we're probably in technically, but even if we're not, we might as well be, uh, why it's so strange and different from history. Let's, let's lead with clip 50, Michael, and go from there. If you look at every U.S. recession, well, since World War II, you'll see two things always happen. The GDP, the measure of economic output, goes down, and unemployment goes up. For most Americans, when do you feel a recession? It's when you start worrying about your job. Now let's look at today. The GDP is going down. Even the head of the Federal Reserve says a recession is certainly a possibility. But the unemployment rate, it's actually falling. More people are getting jobs, not losing them. Okay, so that is weird, but it's less scary, I think. What's going on with that? Next clip. We don't know if it's a recession. What we can say is that if it is one, it's not like anything we've ever seen before. Here's why. The reason the GDP and unemployment are always together is because they feed on each other. When businesses lay off workers, people spend less money, which means businesses make fewer profits and lay off workers. A recession can begin at any of these points. And in 2022, people could cut back on spending. Just look at consumer sentiment, a measure that weighs how people are feeling about the economy and whether they plan to spend money soon. Generally, when people respond that they feel more pessimistic, a recession follows. And right now, they're feeling about as good as during the Great Recession in 2008, thanks to inflation. Not a great sign for the GDP. If people are frustrated by high inflation, if they think inflation is going to stick around for a while, they might pull back, convince companies to cut back, and that leads to worse outcomes for the economy. So uh, you couldn't see that, obviously, because it's radio, but they showed a chart of consumer confidence and how it goes up and down. And as they indicated, when it uh, goes down for a while, it indicates a recession is here or about to be here or what have you. And uh, it's in the toilet. Consumer confidence is absolutely low, 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 like oh, 2008 low. And yet we're not seeing uh, the things we normally do. Next clip. But businesses are in a different place than past recessions. This chart shows the average corporate profit margin. In the past, profits were in the single digits, leading into several recessions, including 2001. That was a business-driven recession where companies overinvested, 
they decided they had to cut back in order to rebuild their profit margins, and that led us right into a recession. The bubble has now burst. I would not uh, argue yet that we've seen the bottom in NASDAQ or in our tech index. So are that was we back, back in the one day. Of those cycles? In some ways, it doesn't look like that because profit margins are so high right now. Not only are corporate profits in double digits, but the amount of cash they have is close to $4 trillion. Analysts say that's a significant downturn buffer. They might just decide they can weather this storm and not lay off workers and not cut back on investment and kind of get us to the other end of this adjustment without a big retrenchment that feeds on itself. And companies have an incentive to not lose any workers because many are having problems finding workers in the first place. Uh, yes, yes, perhaps you've noticed. A, a quick aside about profit. We got this note uh, from Joe in San Francisco a while ago, um, and it was um, it was on the topic of one of your big politicians. It was, oh, oh my gosh, it was, uh, you know, when gas was at its highest, and your AOCs and your uh, Elizabeth Warrens and everybody was uh, screaming, but look, the oil companies are making a profit. Why don't they lower the price? They're making evil profits. And I like this note enough to hang on to it. Uh, Joe writes, sometimes I'm 100% convinced. Then we'll get back to the whole labor market thing, which is interesting. But sometimes I'm 100% convinced that many Americans are 100% ignorant on how business operates and what terms like profit mean. This example might help, given, but given the level of willful ignorance of basic economics, probably not much. Client of mine built a franchised pizza restaurant. Every one of his employees got a paycheck every week, no matter what. My client was financially responsible for all the pizza shop expenses, such as rent, electricity, gas, employee pay, workers' compensation insurance, liability insurance, and contributions to the government for every employee benefit, such as Social Security, unemployment insurance, and every food item necessary to make the pizzas, meat, produce, flour, etc. If the pizza shop sold enough pizza, my client hoped that there would be something left over for him, the equivalent of a paycheck or a profit. As it turned out, my client never made a penny of profit. The rent kept going up, insurance kept going up, the cost of meat and produce soared, and the employees may have set records for taking home meat that they stole out of the shop's cooler. Add to that, there uh, were the endless Americans with Disability Act lawsuits, and my client's only choice was to stop doing business. So my client never got a paycheck, and his hope for a substantial equivalent of a paycheck, a profit, never materialized. So if you think profit is a dirty word, ask yourself how else a business owner is supposed to earn a living, because they get no paycheck. Not to mention, because of the aforementioned expenses, including theft, etc., and, and whatever else went in, to the not making a profit, none of those employees have a job anymore, or they don't have that job. So the idea that profit is somehow shameful or dirty, that's why commerce exists. That's the only reason to exchange goods other than charity, which is lovely, but that ain't going to run the economy. So thanks for that note, Joe. I thought it was pretty instructive. Anyway, uh, back to the Wall Street Journal piece. They were talking about how labor force participation is lower and the job market's really weird right now. It's a really unique time in the job market. The labor force participation rate is as low as it's been in 40 years. And it isn't all due to the pandemic. The rate has been declining for a long time. You can see it in the unfilled job rates, too. As more people leave the labor force, the more job positions become available. Add in a pandemic, and that's a lot of jobs. 
11 million jobs are out there that they just can't find people to fill. Now, to put that in perspective, if you look back at, say, 2019, when the economy was considered to be exceptionally strong, unfilled job openings were 7 million. So, like, here we are talking about a downturn in the economy, and we have 4 million more jobs open than we had even at the height of the last expansion. So you have to ask yourself the question, why is that? Why is that happening? One answer is that there's generational change happening in the economy. We have millions of baby boomers who are retiring. So there's just not as many workers out there. It's also been the case that there's just been really strong demand for goods and services, in part because of all the stimulus that was pumped into the economy during the pandemic. And so that combination of labor shortages and strong demand created this really robust job market. So we've got all this slack in the rope, as it were, that uh, reduced production consumption isn't going to cause a bunch of layoffs immediately. How much slack is in the rope? How long it lasts? How deep it'll go? Nobody's quite sure. Uh, And that's one of the things that makes it so weird right now. And and weird in an okay way, we think. But we'll let them uh, finish up because nobody knows exactly what's going to happen. And it's this robust job market that can make a 2022 recession, if one develops, so different. After past recessions, there was what was called jobless recoveries, where GDP began to grow back, but companies continued to lay off workers. Right now, we're seeing a mirror image of that, where the economic output is contracting and companies are still hiring. It's what I'm calling a jobful downturn. But how long could an economic downturn really be jobful? This is unsustainable, right, to have economic output contracting at a time when companies are hiring. So one of two things has to happen. Either the economy adjusts and companies start expanding again, or the economy keeps contracting, economic output keeps contracting, and companies say, whoa, we're over our skis and we've got to cut jobs. One of those two things is going to happen. We just don't know which of the two. No recession has ever looked exactly like another. And if there's a recession in 2022, it won't look like anything we've seen before either. That from the Wall Street Journal, some uh, good stuff. Hope you enjoyed that. But the idea of a jobless recovery, I've seen that in the past where the economy ramps up again. But everybody, all the employers are so cautious. They're just thinking, oh, no, 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 we're not going to we're not going to extend yet because we're just not sure how good things are going to be. We have the opposite now. Things are crappy, but they're like, well, we can't find any employees. And if we fire anybody, we'll never get them back. So it's a jobful downturn. I guess we've seen it all. But even the uh, gurus at the Wall Street Journal can see nobody has any idea where this is going. Oh, boy. I wouldn't buy a boat, just speaking for myself. Not that I was going to buy a boat anyway, but uh, all right. Much more to come. A lot of good choices. Oh, the absurdity. No, the obscenity of Gavin Newsom getting an education award. The governor of California. That's coming up. What the hell is going on? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, it started out. Coming up next segment, the horrible irony of Gavi Newsom of California being praised and feted, given a award for education in Washington, D.C. I mean, it's just, it's, it's bizarre and grotesque.
Anyway, uh, came across this editorial in the New York Times yesterday. I think it was um, some gal wrote it. She's uh, talking about the COVID variants and how we just we keep letting it circulate and circulate. There are more variants and we need to clamp down now. We need to shut down. We need to mask up. We need to stay home. And I thought, really? Wow. Then I came across this from Dr. Liana S. Wen. In the WAPO, she is a uh, a scientist and a doctor at, I think it's George Washington University, but an expert in public health. Uh, she's a health gal for Baltimore, blah, blah, blah. But she knows what she's talking about. Uh, her headline is BA5, the latest variant, should not change how Americans think about living with COVID. She writes, a new variant of the coronavirus, even more contagious than previous strains, is now dominant in the U.S., but rising cases should not prompt calls for most Americans to hunker down or policymakers to reimpose restrictions. By the end of the month, L.A. is supposed to be on big-time mask uh, uh, lockdown. You hadn't heard. Instead, the rapid spread of the BA5 Omicron subvariant is a window into what the future of this coronavirus looks like. We've seen the pattern before. She describes the various mutations of subvariants, and each one gets more contagious. BA5 now constitutes 65% of all infections in the U.S. This should not be surprising. New variants are cropping up all the time with more contagious, contagious strains displacing previous ones. Lulls followed by surges are the new normal. Instead of reacting with alarm, health officials should set the expectation that as long as hospitals are not overwhelmed and vaccines still work to prevent severe illness, and they do quite, quite effectively, policies should focus on minimizing disruptions to daily life. Uh, she quotes uh, virologist and pediatrician Paul Offit, director of the Vaccine Education Center Children's Hospital Philadelphia, member of the FDA Advisory Committee on Vaccines. He told me in an interview that this coronavirus, quote, will be here for my lifetime, my children's lifetimes, and their children's lifetimes. He added, quote, we can't keep forever masking and quarantining to prevent asymptomatic infection. We have to accept mild illness as a part of life with COVID-19. His goal, which everybody shares, obviously, is to prevent people from becoming sick. Severely ill. And for most people, vaccines are doing that well, including against BA5. Hospitalizations are increasing, but they're at about one fifth of the peak of the first Omicron wave. And since the true number of infections is probably 10 times higher than what's reported, this means vaccines are doing their job in decoupling infection from severe illness. So it's unreasonable to ask Americans to forego traveling, going to restaurants, attending weddings to prevent for what for most people will likely be mild illness. As she's argued before, government-imposed restrictions, including mask mandates, should be reserved for dire emergencies, which we are not in now. Instead, and here's the positive part, officials should scale up interventions that have broad support, like testing, treatment, and improved ventilation. Where's the talk about that? All those zillions of dollars spent on alleged COVID money. Uh, resources should be especially directed to those most vulnerable to severe outcomes. Among those 65 and older who received the original two doses, a bunch need the booster. We're also failing, she writes, to use other tools to their fullest extent, such as the preventative antibody Evusheld, which I know nothing about, and the antiviral treatments, including Paxlovid, all of which are effective against BA5. This must change. Yeah, there ought to be Paxlovid on every shelf, or every doctor needs to know immediately. If somebody seems to have the COVID, hit it with the antiviral it's extremely infected no lockdowns no mandates better treatments making sure the vulnerable are vaccinated if they choose it no i i I don't jab people involuntarily in my world that's the way to deal with it uh gavin newsom unbelievable coming up next 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock Technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. You have this kind of heat over major populations, you get a big draw on that electric demand, and it looks like we may have just switched over to generator power. Our lights just went out. Excessive heat in College Station at 105 degrees. We are looking at, okay, we're back now, 105 degrees currently in College Station, so excessive heat up there. Texas weatherman predicting there might be blackouts. Mid-sentence, there's a blackout, so uh, anyway. So that doesn't just happen in California, as it turns out. Speaking of Cal Unicornia, a little plug, if I might. Yesterday, during the during hour four uh, of the 
of the show, shared with you a part of uh, one of my favorite pieces of writing that I've come across recently um, in the Atlantic by uh, a woman uh, named Nellie Bowles, how San Francisco became a failed city. Um, and, and went into a fair amount of depth. So if you want to hear more, grab uh, Armstrong and Getty on Demand, yesterday's date, hour four, uh, and we get into it a fair amount. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about Cal Unicornia. And in case you're just you're not into podcasting or you're never going to get to it or whatever, I just want to hit you with my favorite part of it. This is a woman uh, of leftward lean, politically speaking, grew up in San Francisco, loved the city, how wacky it was and the rest of it, um, but then talks about There's a sense that on everything from housing to schools to crime, San Francisco has lost the plot that progressives here, progressive leaders here have been LARPing left wing values instead of working to create a livable city. And many San Franciscans have had enough. Do you know what LARPing is? Live action role playing. Instead of like worrying about the people of the city and the health of the city, they've just been, well, performative, virtue signaling, uh, putting on their costume. And acting like the great progressive warrior with just awful results. And this is, this is my favorite paragraph. It's so beautifully written, but so sad. On a cold, sunny day not too long ago, I went to see the city's new tenderloin center for drug addicts on Market Street. It's downtown, an open-air chain-link enclosure in what used to be a public plaza which I think I'm departing for a moment from the text. Isn't that something? It used to be a public plaza. Now it's an open-air chain-link enclosure. On the sidewalks all around it, people are lying on the ground, twitching. There's a free mobile shower, laundry, and bathroom station emblazoned with the words, Dignity on Wheels. A young man is lying next to it, stoned, his shirt riding up, his face puffy and sunburned. Inside the enclosure... Services are doled out. Food, medical care, clean syringes, referrals for housing. It's basically a safe space to shoot up. The government, the city government, says it's trying to help. But from the outside, what it looks like is young people being eased into death on the sidewalk, surrounded by half-eaten boxed lunches. It's a very point we tried to make over and over again uh, around here. Not quite as eloquently, but the worst thing you can do if you have a drug addiction problem is make it as easy and comfortable as possible for people to do drugs. What it looks like is young people being eased into death on the sidewalk, surrounded by half-eaten boxed lunches. Man, that's some good writing. Now, speaking of Cal Unicornia, the nation's most populous state, and according to its brave leader, Gavin Newsom, the state that is going to show the country the way into the brave new world, uh, old Gavi boy headed to Washington this week, which, according to the AP, uh, has caused tremendous buzz because his political light is shining bright, and he's being discussed for 2024 since great Grampotus and his lunkhead VP will never run for anything again. Uh, and every, anybody with any sense knows it. But anyway, so Gavi's hot. His stock is on the rise, and he's trying to cast himself as the anti-DeSantis, blah, blah, blah. But he went to D.C. to pick up what it says in the AP, an award he will receive on behalf of his home state from an education group that will provide him with a national stage. And I'm thinking, he's receiving 
an award on behalf of California for an education group. What the hell is going on there? Well, it took a little digging, but luckily, our friends at the uh, California Globe, which is a terrific uh, news source from a pr- uh, conservative perspective on the goings-on in Cal Unicornia, uh, Katie Grimes wrote a piece called, Mr. Newsom Goes to Washington to Accept Education Award. Here's the story. The Education Commission of the States, an organization I'd never heard of, uh, was recognizing California's transformative improvements to education. That's a quote. The governor who closed California schools for nearly two years is getting an award for improving education. Specifically, this organization is bestowing an award on GovGav, quote, in recognition of its coordinated approach to educating all students from the preschool to post-secondary with explicit attention toward whole child supports and services. Can these people say anything without jargon? I mean, can they even order a pizza, or does it take, like, 15 minutes because they use so much jargon? So, whole child supports and services, a big award. As California school children receive the least in-person, in-class instruction in the entire country during Gavin Newsom's COVID lockdowns. Katie Grimes writes, if California's education improvements are so transformative, perhaps the governor can explain why only half of public school students in California meet the state standards in English and only 40 percent are proficient in math or why California ranks 50th in literacy. There's even more from the statistical pile, but maybe you can explain why the University of California dropped SAT and ACT scores for admission last year, why the California Supreme Court issued an order to permanently lower the passing score for the state's bar exam by 50 points, or why instead of focusing on helping the other 50 to 60 percent of kids learn English and math because they don't know it, California policymakers, curriculum writers, and teachers are drilling critical race theory into the heads of kids. Is that the transformative improvements to education they're talking about? Oakland and L.A. schools have limited issuing D's and F's. Just don't do it. Just pass the kids and keep them moving. So have some other school districts. Now, the mission of the Education Commission of the States, whatever that is, says, quote, we provide policymakers with comprehensive information on issues across the full education spectrum, from early childhood to workforce development. Notably, the Education Commission of the States is not at all about students. Here's their, their, their purpose. Quote, Education Commission of the States serves as a partner to state policymakers by providing personalized support and helping education leaders come together to learn from one another. There is a Stanford professor of education who hinted that this award is a sham. Quote, this is Dr. J. Batakaria. Doctor, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing your name. If Governor Newsom has made such transformative improvements, why does he send his four kids to an exclusive, expensive private school? In March, at a stated state address, GovGav touted, quote, the California way, announcing expanding California's failing public education. I'm talking about real transportation transformation of our public education system like we're doing right here in California. But what he's done is this so-called transitional kindergarten, uh, you know, early childhood education that actually hurts a kid's educational uh, achievement, um, giving out free meals, whether kids need it or not. Um, But so you've got kids in school all day long, eating there, even in the summertime. And Katie Grimes wrote, this has the potential of creating cradle to grave indoctrination centers. 
Transitional kindergarten is for all is preschool. Nine hours a day with before and after school programs is a lot of time for parents, uh, away from parents, for such young children. And she points a real choice, points out a real choice would be giving parents school vouchers so they could send their children to any school, public or private, chartered or homeschool. Whereas a GovGav and the teachers unions, which kept your kids out of school for years, are against all of those things. One more note, Kevin Kiley, who's an assemblyman, he's going to run for, running for governor and, uh, he's a sane guy. He's a smart guy. Uh, I don't love his chances in left, left, left California, but. He wrote a letter to the president of this Education Commission of the States. Uh, read the award for state innovation. Uh, it's come to my attention that your organization is awarding the state of California with the Frank Newman Award for state innovation, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's true that California is now spending more than it ever has on education and over doubled spending in the past decade. These investments have not improved outcomes for students. As it stands today, California has the lowest literacy rate of any state, and its eighth graders are performing at the fifth grade level in math. Even before the pandemic, California consistently ranked near the bottom nationally in academic test scores and had an abysmal achievement gap. Only 39% of low-income 7th graders met or exceeded ELA standards, and only 20% of low-income students met or exceeded math standards. To make matters worse, California then imposed the longest school closures of any state and was the last to get kids back to the classroom. As a result, students are now suffering from crippling learning losses. In L.A., Unified School District, state's largest, it's estimated that students lost an average 22 weeks of learning in math, 18 in learning reading. It's no wonder enrollment in California is declining at an alarming rate. Across California, there are parents, teachers, and other education leaders working tirelessly and indeed innovating to help students succeed. It is their efforts that should be celebrated, not those of a state government that so often stands in their way. When considering future award recipients, I urge your organization to consider data-driven academic outcomes rather than measuring success based solely on the amount of dollars spent. Sincerely, Kevin Kiley. Uh, well written, Kevin. But that organization and the teachers' unions, they couldn't give a crap about your kids and whether they're learning or not. All they care about is, is the money and the power. And uh, Gavi Boy will probably get reelected. I'm not rooting for it. I'm just being realistic and continue the policies that have been so disastrous to kids. Meanwhile, as far as the national media concern is concerned, like the way the AP wrote up the story, Gavi Boy is getting an award because California is so innovative and wonderful in education. It's it's amazing the extent to which the East Coast media has no idea. What goes on, unless it's in their backyard. But, uh, again, that's not just absurd that Gavi is getting an award. It's obscene. It's ridiculous. What do you think of that, California parents? Unfreaking real More to come. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's full regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60 day money back guarantee. All of that available at meaningfulbeauty.com. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock HealthLock Technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. The Armstrong and Getty Show. On the world stage, President Biden defending his decision to meet with the Saudi crown prince accused of authorizing the murder of a U.S. journalist. I'm going to meet with nine other heads of state. It's not just as happens to be in Saudi Arabia. My views on Khashoggi have made been absolutely positively clear. I always bring up human rights. But my position on Khashoggi has been so clear. If anyone doesn't understand it in Saudi Arabia or anywhere else, then they haven't been around for a while. So I've got to admit, I have a little sympathy for the great Graham Potus on this question, just because, um, I mean, what does he have to yell at the guy every single time? It was repugnant and horrifying. He's a dictator. He's got an illegitimate regime, a strong-arm regime, but we need him in the region. It's, it's you know, the same old story. You hold your nose and you deal with these people. But um, And, yeah, I know in the campaign he said, they're a pariah, this will not stand. Well, that's because that polled really well to say that during the campaign. 
The idea, what, am I going to be shocked to have a heart attack because a politician said something on the campaign trail, then turned around and did something different? I'm just not that outraged by it. I'm outraged by the killing, but we got to meet with the Saudis. It's about uh, Iran. The gas thing, to some extent, the oil thing, I suppose, but I don't know. Beg them to put their output. Why Why don't we raise our output there, old man Joe? Anyway. Um, more significantly, probably, and then we'll get to the kind of an amusing aspect of his trip. Uh, the exchange yesterday, uh, dueling press conference with the Israeli Prime Minister Yair Yair Lapid, new name I got to memorize, and old Netanyahu. You could count on him. He was in the office for a long time. Everybody learned how to say Netanyahu. Now there's a new guy. Anyway, uh, clip number eighty. This is the Israeli PM talking about uh, Iran and the nukes. Diplomacy will not stop them. The only thing that will stop Iran is knowing that if they continue to develop their nuclear program, the free world will use force. Okay, so uh, old man Biden got up and seemed to contradict the PM. We will not, let me say it again, we will not allow Iran to acquire a nuclear weapon. I continue to believe that diplomacy is the best way to achieve this outcome. You know, speaking of uh, much ado about very little, uh, the nation's media is making a big deal about that split. Uh, Israelis saying diplomacy is not going to work. It's got to be the threat of force. And Biden say, I continue to believe diplomacy is the way to go. Well, you know, part of that is the PM has got to be a cold-blooded realist for his people. Because Israel will be on the receiving end of the nuke. And the Israeli people have seen the attempt at international diplomacy go roughly nowhere. I mean, even the JCPOA that Obama, you know, brokered. I mean, even if you're, like, in favor of that, it wasn't great. It just wasn't going to keep the nukes out of the Iranians' hands uh, long term. But a lot of people are much more cynical about that and believe that Iran would just continue to do what they're doing more or less in secret. But the long story short is that Biden's got to be the good cop because his administration continues on working uh, until the last possible minute on reviving the JCPOA or something like it. Um, but I, I don't think there's probably a split, not a real split. I think uh, at the very, very least, we've told Israel, do what you got to do. If our spooks and surveillance and satellite imagery shows that, yeah, they, they're uh, they're ready to go nuke, do what you got to do. So uh, that will certainly spice up these already spicy times. Now, the silly aspect of this story is... And the Biden administration is so inept in their messaging, which isn't that big a deal. I'm mostly just amused by it. But um, they're terrified of a picture emerging of great grandpotus shaking hands with uh, MBS, the dictator of Saudi Arabia, who abducted, murdered and chopped up uh, poor uh, Mr. Khashoggi. So what they claimed in advance was that uh, in order to prevent against uh, the Chinese bad fever, uh, the president will not be shaking hands. Uh, He will be uh, fist bumping and and nodding at people. So that was kind of unexpected, writes uh, the Washington Post. Um, uh, And uh, we'll be reducing contact and increasing masking, said Jake Sullivan, who wandered back and told the reporters that on Air Force One. They're like, oh, okay. 
And although COVID-19 has been surging across the U.S. in recent weeks, uh, Biden hasn't really changed his behavior during that stretch. Um, but they point out, obviously, eh, here we can avoid shaking hands with, with MBS. The White House had informed the prime minister's office that Biden would not shake hands because of the coronavirus, according to Israeli media. Biden initially followed the new protocols on landing in Israel. He gave a fist bump as he greeted top Israeli officials, including the prime minister. Then Biden encountered former PM Benjamin Netanyahu. And the glad-handing, back-slapping politicians did what they'd done for decades, that they'd known each other. Despite often being at odds, they shook hands, vigorous, full-contact political pump. Then Naftali Bennett, the most recent former prime minister, got a handshake, too. Later, it was Benny Gantz, the defense minister. Big old warm handshake. And then uh, Biden went over, who is the gal? He gave a big old hug to some woman. Uh, Actually, a couple of women who are Holocaust survivors leaning down to hug the seated women and kissing them on the cheek. Did you see the president hug me? One of them said after the meeting, he asked permission to kiss me, and he kept on holding my hand. And we were told not to touch him. (laughs) So, anyway, nice try. It's just kind of silly. And after a while, silly and ridiculous and uh, and, and laughable piles up to the point that it's it's a little tough to respect uh, their word on anything. But, um, yeah, so he will be uh, shaking hands and hugging and kissing when he wants to. But when he gets to big, mean, scary MBS, and he is big and mean and scary, uh, evidently he will start following his guidelines at least briefly. So there are new tapes out of things Steve Bannon said uh, in before, during, after the 2020 election. Uh, it really, really shed some light on uh the trump rally january 6th the violence that sort of thing bannon is a genius and he's right about a lot of stuff but i also think he's that guy who's willing to watch rome burn and i live in rome and i don't appreciate it um so we'll tell you about the significance of the new steve bannon tapes um because they are significant and i think they're going to open some eyes uh, among other things, another look at the economy, um, the confusing story about a rape in Ohio. If you follow that, much more to come. Stay with us if you can. Armstrong. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income, you 
you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.